This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer. And as usual on Wednesdays, I am joined by Jordana Abraham. Jordana, hello. How are you? So great to be back. Um, in the Bravo universe where Bravo reigns. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I am great. Um, my uh, The thing that is top of mind for me today is um, Teddy Mellencamp sharing the tragic news that while she was on Celebrity Big Brother, she gained 10 pounds. Oh, I, I, feel, so, I feel so bad for Teddy. She was the first evicted out of the house. Um, so Did you, good do you watch her. Celebrity Big Brother? Um, you know, I don't. I feel like it's the kind of thing where I'm you know, online enough that I kind of see what's going on. But I saw the, um, I was like out on Friday night, I guess, when she got eliminated on her episode. And so I like posted about it. People were like, excuse me, this is rude. This is a spoiler. And I'm like, it's a Bravo account. I'm just, <laughs> nobody right. here is paying attention to Big Brother except when the housewives are sent home. Yeah, I feel like the overlap is not huge. Um, and yeah, I saw that on the um, on Bravo by Betches story, which was I find out about all of Teddy's updates through Bravo by Betches. If you're not following the account on Instagram, it is amazing. I think it's, you know, it's one of the funniest Betches accounts and um, it's run by Dylan and you get literally all the news updates about Bravo World, but they're all really funny and it's just a great, great account. Well, thank you. Yeah, I do the dirty work of following all the people that you forgot about and then exactly. only telling you when they do something noteworthy. <laughs> um, the Yeah, clicking through the stories on that account is truly just, you know, wading through like ankle deep mud it's really <laughs> you get the really highlights something. of everything going on it's great because i don't really follow every all of those people because i'm like it's too much but yeah i love the account because i get the highlights and i get your like kind of sassy take on it so thank that's you also we fun. Love the sassy takes um we today have a very exciting interview coming up later in the episode i sat down with margaret josephs to talk about this season of New Jersey. We got into all of the stuff with this Bill and Jennifer cheating drama. She talked about kind of the backstory, you know, bringing it up on the show, kind of how it's going to be moving forward. So definitely stick around for that interview. And we are going to talk about last night's episode a little bit first and maybe a little summer house. There's, There's always lots going on. Jordana, how did you feel about this week's New Jersey? Um... I good a great episode again delivered never <laughs> never really does it there's Check never the like a dud week <laughs> yeah. on Jersey um I guess the two big things were um Gia's fight with Joe and the Jennifer Margaret showdown situation right mm-hmm. yeah I was like at you know the beginning of the episode it was you know Gia and Joe and I was like okay so this is kind of what we're getting this week and then you know by the end of the episode it was 
fully back on, you know, Jennifer and Bill. So there's, there is a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, I, on the Jennifer and Bill note, I mean, it's kind of like, it's tough. It, I felt like bad for Jennifer, but I also kind of felt, I felt like I was like Dolores in this episode. I felt like she embodied my opinions a little bit. Yeah. I think Dolores is playing an important role in this cast where it kind of can feel like there are two two teams and Dolores really is kind of the, you know, the swing vote right now. And we, we see her kind of on this journey, this episode of saying, you know, she sits down with Margaret and she, you know, basically tells Margaret right off the bat, you know, I think what you did was a little wrong. I think I don't, you know, it wasn't nice for Jennifer. And then as she kind of, she's the, um, a great example of how, you know, you can change your opinion when presented with new information. Right. And I feel like we see that happening for Dolores in real time where she's like, oh, you know, actually, maybe Jennifer did deserve it. And meanwhile, we have Jackie actually, you know, really extending, you know, kindness to Jennifer and saying, you know, I kind of sort of was in this position, but please don't compare us directly. Right. Um And then, you know, I know that you are hurting right now. I know that you probably need someone to vent to. Meanwhile, we're hearing from Margaret in the other room, basically, that Jennifer really was kind of digging around on Jackie. So that kind of juxtaposition is really intriguing because obviously we have a lot of season left to go. And, you know, to see Jackie actually trying to be there for Jennifer and Jennifer kind of being a little bit misleading about, you know, she's like, well, I never believed what was happening with with you and Evan. You know, I never would have. Right. I never would have thought that he was actually cheating on you. And then then she's like dragging Frank Catania into it. And it's like, oh, Jennifer, she's, you know, on these shows. It's like you have to be careful. I don't think it's that you should never lie when you're on a Housewives show. I always think it's a little it's a little boring when people are like, you know what? I would never lie about anything. It's like you can. I don't care if you lie. You can be a liar. Like everybody lies. It's kind of like the Erica Jane situation where she's like, don't call me a liar. It's like everyone's a liar. Everyone lies all the time. Right. So it's like, I don't expect people to be 100% truthful 100% of the time. But when you're doing all of this on camera and there are multiple kind of storylines going on and people behind the scenes and producers and, you know, footage and all of this stuff, you have to be really careful about the lies you're telling. You have to be strategic and you have to, you know, you can't paint yourself into too much of a corner. And I think that's kind of the risk that Jennifer is running right now because, you know, if Jackie... Jackie doesn't have to be friends with Jennifer. You know, Jackie's got Margaret, Melissa, kind of Dolores, all that she's good with. So she's really going out of her way to be nice to Jennifer. And then, you know, when she finds out all of this stuff that Jennifer was doing, you know, on the DL, Jennifer could very easily end up with really only Teresa being the person in the cast who is kind of fucks with her. And we all know Teresa is not exactly like, it was funny because I forgot who said it. But um, Teresa, they were basically like, Teresa doesn't actually care if Jennifer's like hurt or not. She just likes this as something that gives her ammo or, or like, do you know what I mean? She's just she just likes the idea that um, of like Margaret being wrong so that it makes her look better. It has nothing to right. do with with Jennifer. Right. And really. I think last week when Jennifer was saying at the party that she feels like she doesn't have people really riding for her like Jackie does. I think she's right. And I think, you know, Teresa 
outwardly is pretty supportive of her on the show, but that if you went a couple layers deeper, Teresa probably doesn't actually care Care. that deeply or even think that much about what's going on in the situation. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, I agree with Jennifer because because uh, Margaret is wrong. Margaret, Margaret right, because of, of how it affects me, right? Right, and she, you know, <laughs> she clearly sees this as an opportunity to sort of, you know, get you know erase out the blame for what she did last season with Jackie and Evan, and it's kind of like it would probably benefit her more to just never bring up the Jackie and Evan stuff again. Like, you and Jackie are fine now. Everybody seems to have pretty much moved forward from that. But it, I, but Teresa, for some reason, thinks that it's going to make her look better to be like, see what well, well, I did last season and then Margaret did now. I did, it was so bad. When I, why aren't you mad at her? And it's like, you should you should just leave it in the ground where it is. But, but she's bringing it back up. And I don't think it actually makes her look better the way she thinks it does. It doesn't. It actually almost makes her look worse because hers was for fun. And <laughs> this was sort of like a re- true thing. Like Teresa really just did that for for a good time. It had nothing to do with anything. She, she kept saying, I'm a girl's girl. So like it's like I'm a girl's girl. So I told everyone but her at her husband's. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. And the thing about Teresa that like I guess the only the thing that's sort of annoying about this show as it pertains to Teresa is Teresa's sort of allowed to get away with doing whatever she wants and saying whatever she wants. And she's never true like the girls never fully get together in a way like they did against lisa vanderpump on beverly hills they never fully get together and are like we're just not gonna let Teresa just say and do whatever she wants and think that she's right and never apologize to anyone like none of them are they're all kind of like back off of her they never fully hold her accountable and even like dolores like she's saying in her confessional that like Teresa doesn't make any sense but she's not saying it to Teresa's face None of them are really saying it to Teresa's face like fully or like once Teresa pushes back, they're all just like, whatever, we'll drop it. Right. People. It seems like people have had one on one issues with Teresa, like Jackie did last season, like we've seen other people in the past. And there have been times where Teresa is kind of, uh, you know, struggling in her own life with stuff. But she has never really been the target of the group, even when she maybe deserved to be. And. I do think that's something, as somebody who I generally like Teresa, I fully acknowledge and appreciate her contribution to Housewives and to this franchise, and it wouldn't be what it is without her. But I'm not somebody who's like a Teresa apologist or a Teresa stan or, you know, whatever. And so that frustrates me, both watching the show and also sometimes the conversation around it. I mean... Housewives Twitter is like a barren wasteland of bad (laughs) takes to begin with. But there's something about New Jersey that people just are living in like a fantasy land of like, you know, Margaret, 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 that blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just, you know, like Teresa doesn't care. (laughs) Teresa, Teresa doesn't need you to be like her warrior on on Twitter. And it's it is kind of funny that it feels like, you know, you're like when I watch these shows, I try to think through pretty rationally, like. Okay, so like what Margaret said, of course it wasn't nice, but there was this, that, and the other thing that led to it. And then there's this other backstory with what Jennifer was doing in regards to Jackie. And all, you know, there's kind of like this whole puzzle that comes together that leads to Margaret putting this cheating stuff out in the open. And like some people watching this show, it seems like, are just so laser focused on 
well, it wasn't nice. She shouldn't have done it. And it's like, I just, th- I think it's a little more complicated. It's also a show. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think Jennifer kind of had it coming in a way because you can't, pre- and that's true for anyone. You can't pretend you have the perfect life and the perfect husband and the perfect family mm-hmm. and point fingers at everyone else for their, you know, the things that are messed up in their relationships and, and not have any self-awareness about your own situation or not at least, you know, you can still love your husband. You can still forgive your husband and be with your husband. But to pretend, you know, they show those flashbacks where he's like the perfect guy. Anyone would die, like die for to be with my mm-hmm. husband. He's like, it's like, yeah. And it also kind of makes sense why Bill kind of throws money at her. Yeah. With this backstory about, you know, that this happened 10 years ago, that she was that he was cheating on her while she was nine months pregnant, um, which is awful. Like, I don't think, I think the pregnancy thing was sort of like show her, she was showing that to show that she like couldn't leave. But it's just kind of like, to me, it was more like, this is so much worse. Your pregnant wife is at home with your like, about to have your fourth kid taking care of your kids and you're cheating on her. And like, to me, it's kind of like, I feel like she was, she was able to move past it and sort of like distracted by all the money. Like she was like. I, you know what I mean? It makes it makes sort of like the amount of money that Bill sort of lets her. She's like, I. She always talking about how she has no credit card limit and she spends whatever, and Bill doesn't mm-hmm. care. And now it kind of also it makes more sense to me. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I will say to Jennifer's credit, I don't want anyone to like think that I am just a total Jennifer hater or like I think she's the worst. I think she's great TV. I've always enjoyed her on the show for the most part. And I really do appreciate that the second she not only did she confirm at the pool party that yeah this happened but this episode i i appreciated that she went into the backstory of what happened she is talking about it you know she's giving us some level of specifics about when it was how it went down you know kind of the process of working back from it i just wish she would have done this like 2 years ago because now that she's right. been on the show for 4 seasons and you know, like we've talked about, she's thrown out there so many digs and accusations against other people and comments about other people's relationships. It's It does make it feel more like, okay, you were clearly purposely not wanting us to know about this. And so I'm glad she's talking about it now, but I still think it's like, okay, you really didn't want this out there. Like you wanted to be able to 
stay on this show for as long as you have and have us think that you have this perfect marriage. And honestly, it makes her more interesting and it makes their relationship feel more real knowing that they've gone through all this stuff rather than just like, uh, like something seems a little off, but she'll never tell us, you know? Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with you. She should have been upfront. She should have done the Shannon Bedore, which is like episode one, (laughs) things are not good. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's something wrong with me and David. And then like, they, she doesn't fully explain what it is immediately, but like it definitely comes at hers felt like it came out in like an authentic real way. And like, yeah, granted, that was more recent. But yeah, and I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Like it would make her more real and seem more relatable to be like, this is a, str- a real vulnerable struggle that I've had. I also don't understand if she's like, I never told anyone. I never told my sister. I never told my mother. I never told anyone. I don't understand how Margaret found out if they truly never told anyone. She must have told someone. That is a is something I'm I would like more clarity on because Mar- the way Margaret has talked about it both I mean she said this in our interview which you'll hear and she said it on the show that it was basically an open secret that everybody knew about it had known about it for a long time type of thing and that it just hadn't been brought up on camera or at least not directly in a way that needed to be addressed. But then Jackie says that she heard it from Margaret a few months ago and Dolores at least is acting like she didn't know and so I feel like Margaret kind of was making it seem like no big deal because everyone knew but at least from what how they're showing it on the show it's like okay so maybe some people knew but it doesn't seem like it was just you know out there that everyone knew that Bill had cheated on Jennifer not quite right to that level it's unclear like how long everyone knew and what they knew and why. I mean, I'm kind of wondering like if Margaret had this last season, would she have said it last season? Like how long has she been holding on to this? How long has she known? They show the clip. I think it was Jennifer's first season when they were in Cabo when um when it's Jennifer wearing those like hideous big black sunglasses and Margaret's like, you know, Bill and his Bill and his his girlfriend and she's like you better shut the fuck up with that like that's oh yeah at least they're they're certainly implying that it goes all the way back to that that that's what margaret was talking about even back then that's true um well yeah i (laughs) you know know. it also kind of it makes sense to me why um i mean doesn't it seems just to make so much more sense as to why jennifer is so angry about um is so heated or triggered by by the fact that Margaret is now with the man that that she left her husband for because mm-hmm. Jennifer mm-hmm. probably looks at that and she's like oh like that could have been my husband with this other woman like he could have decided she's like he could have left me he didn't he like cheated but then he stayed so like this is sort of like her worst nightmare is like her husband being the Margaret so she's really not even mad at Margaret for cheating she's mad at her husband but it seems like they've never it also seemed to me like they had never fully worked through it was another part of it. Right. Like the way she sort of said that they like, she just decided to let it go. Right. There's a difference between saying, I forgive you, come home. We're staying together and actually doing the work and putting in the effort to fully kind of probably go through some really, you know, not fun times of actually dealing with it. And, you know, going through, okay, why did this happen? What was what was really the root cause? And, you know, what would make you feel like it's not going to happen again? Like, all of that kind of work is different. Totally. It's more than just saying, 
okay, baby, come home. Everything's good. You know, like it's the right. whole process. We already that have I feel these like- kids and like I don't have any money. So like just come <laughs> right. home. We'll, we'll figure it out. And to me, it kind of meets it's it, it did seem like she was projecting sort of like a, you know, a hidden anger towards Bill onto Margaret. I do yeah. like I think that if totally. if I think they might get along if who knows they might even be like people who got along if not for this storyline which clearly like makes Jennifer feel a certain type of way. Yeah. So I think she should work through her shit with Bill instead of taking it out on Margaret <laughs> and they'd probably get along better. Yeah. Remains to be seen how that recommendation will go. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about Gia and Joe's little blow up at the pool party a little bit because I was. I felt like a little shell-shocked by this because the way that Joe was speaking to Gia, I did not expect I did not expect their dynamic to get heated like that. I know obviously they're having some issues. Gia has taken issue with things he said about her father, but it it felt really like they were, you know, getting pretty nasty with each other and it happened quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think that also that's sort of like the way that family fights. Mm -hmm. Like that family doesn't like have like to me from what I've seen on the show. I obviously don't know what they're like off camera, but it definitely seems like their fights are pretty like screaming and explosive and like (laughs) not like calm, rational conversations about like how things make them feel. Um, So to me, that sort of checked out. But I did think it was interesting. Like I felt like Joe got so mad because he thinks, uh, you know what I mean? Like they're he's very into respect and he felt Mm -hmm. like she was disrespecting him by like yelling at him um which i guess i could see in a certain way but she wasn't really yelling at him or she she was kind of she was being like a little like she had like a little bit of an attitude i guess yeah and i think she feels like i think at least in her mind he, she, joe is the one who has done wrong you know joe is the one who has talked about her father who has you know basically ignored her for the last 6 months cuz they were having this issue Mm-hmm. And she feels like Joe should kind of be, you know, crawling back to her a little bit. Like, I'm so sorry. I'll never say this stuff about your father again. You know, you're my you're my niece. You're my goddaughter. Like, right. please, let's be good. And I think Gia feels like she's not quite getting that level of, you know, I think she, you know, she when she's talking about respect, I think she wants joe to treat her like an equal kind of and i think he a little bit is still like you're my kid niece i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say sorry and then it'll be good but gia's approaching it more like you know an adult and like not an adult in a mature way but in an adult like we're both adults like don't treat me like a kid right i actually feel like she i think she's saying don't treat me like a kid but i actually think that she wants joe to be more protective over her and to be more protective over her he has to stop talking shit about her dad like he thinks he's doing a service almost i guess in some way by saying that to his sister but i Mm -hmm. can understand what she's saying about the disrespect it's kind of like it hurts her more to see her uncle talk about her father who she loves so to protect if he if he really wants to treat her like a kid he should be he should treat her like a kid and protect her from having to hear terrible things about her father on social media and about on by her friend. If he wants to say those things, he can still feel them elsewhere. But what she's really asking for is for someone to not put her in the middle and to protect her and to treat her like, you know, someone that they love in their family. And I think she's saying she wants to be treated like an adult. She wants to be talked to 
like an adult, but I do think she and her sisters want to be, want to feel like their uncle is protecting them from the world instead of fueling people to talk about their dad who they do love. And I do think like, obviously, obviously Joe is the Joe Judice is very flawed guy, but the, he kind of has to let the kids figure that out on their, their own. Like he can't tell right. them that he is, he can't tell her and her sisters that he's this awful guy. Like if they come to that, they're going to be adults when they, if they come to that realization on their own, like that, which <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they will. I'm sure, I feel like they do have, they do seem to put their dad on a pedestal a little bit. Like they do seem a little bit in denial of like mm-hmm. the bad things that he's done. But, like, that's their thing to figure out. He doesn't need to be, like, right. the accelerator of that. And, like, if your parents are inherently shitty people, you'll probably figure it out sooner or later. <laughs> like, I did. That doesn't, mean, that, <laughs> does, that doesn't mean you need to, like, you know, hate their guts for your entire life. But, like, you'll figure, you'll know. You'll get the right. you'll see some signs. <laughs> and someone else telling you actually makes you feel, like, more protective of them and less right. able to see them in a real light. Because you're kind of like, I need to just, like defend their honor instead of if you you know what I mean if you let them decide for themselves they'll have a a much clearer realer view on who they are than if you try to push your opinion on on them totally okay I want to pivot to summer house just quickly a couple a couple points I feel like we need to address uh from this episode um so we start out with Craig still at the house and he and Paige have you know been having their disagreement about what's happening with Kristen so Paige asks if he is still hooking up with Kristen. And he says, well, if I'm in Nashville, you know, maybe <laughs> if I want to hang out with someone, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, I'm not no. going to say it won't happen. Um, right. So in this conversation and afterward, to me, it seems very obvious that Paige, she doesn't, she kind of wants to have her cake and eat it too. It seems like to me, she doesn't want, she doesn't like the idea of Craig hooking up with other people, but she also, doesn't seem like she wants to be in an exclusive relationship on her end but then also she kind of does and clearly she ends up moving in that direction are you are you having trouble like I am getting a clear read on what she wants I have a sense of what she wants actually I think that Paige's self-esteem and ego is somewhat tied to male attention and so I do think she wants to date Craig because I think she wants to date Craig more now that he's been with Kristen Mm. I think she sees Kristen as like this um very beautiful kind of like more famous like uh version of her potentially of herself not saying she is um and she's sort of uh drawn in by the fact that Craig has like gotten to hook up with someone like Kristen and so that makes her want him more I don't think she really wants to be hooking up with that Andrea I think she feels the need to like sort of save face and show Mm -hmm. like oh I can like I I'm doing this too because I'm not going to look like I'm not going to look like a fool by like being the only one not just waiting for you to hook up to to choose me. But I don't think she really wants to do that. I think she would love it if Craig if Craig said like I'm not hooking up with anyone else. I would love to date you. Obviously that ha- does happen at a certain point. So it's right. kind of clear to me that that's what she's been after. But I do think a lot of this is less about her liking who Craig is and more about her being attracted to him withdrawing from the situation. Like the more he, it's almost like the more he withdraws from her or the more he like dangles this like little relationship over her head, the more into Mm -hmm. it she is. And that's sort of, to me again, having studied relationships for a long time, that's sort of like, 
a toxic way to think about them. Yeah. Like ideally in a healthy relationship, you want to be with someone who's like showing you consistently that they care and that they want to be with you. And she's right. sort of attracted to the opposite. It's the thing of like, you want what you can't have, but at the end of the day, it's probably not actually what you should want or like what's good. Especially if that's all, the only reason why you want it. Like it doesn't seem like Craig is like so nice to her or like particularly, I don't know. Sweet. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see the next time Craig is there, you know, if we get a little bit more of a read on, you know, their actual positive dynamic together. Right. <laughs> rather than just like, we're drunk and like, I guess we'll end up in each other's beds at the end of the night. Totally. And I mean, she, that's what I'm saying. Like she like Paige, it's kind of, I feel like she wants to, in some part, some part of her wants to seem like she's in control and she's sort of like the girl dating four different guys. But I do think the fact that right after that happened with Craig and Lindsay that she went into Craig's bed that she now she now needed to be like more affirmed of his affection and there's because there's two ways you could have reacted to that there's Mm -hmm. the way that she reacted where she was like sort of like more in after hearing that and then there's I think about I juxtapose it with um the way that Ciara reacted when she heard about Hannah and Luke last season where she's like okay, I'm hearing about this and now I don't really, I'm kind of like out now because I don't really want, I'm like, right. I'm less attracted to you because you're, it seems like you're less serious about me. I'm so, so I'm sort of like opting out instead of opting right. like, in. I'm not actually interested in like doing this game. So if that's, right. if that's the situation, I accept it and I withdraw. <laughs> exactly. Which is the healthier, that's like that, a super healthy way to to handle dating is to when someone does something that's a turnoff, you leave instead of getting more. Attracted right, thank to you for your time. I'm going to grab my stuff and go. Um, <laughs> exactly. Okay. I also just want to talk about Amanda's 30th birthday, um, which is nineties themed. I loved the outfits. I thought they, they did a great job. Um, but Kyle just fumbles the bag so badly. Ugh, and Kyle. I just, I like I want to be rooting for them as a couple because, you know, knowing that they're still together, sometimes I like what I see from them. But it's like, sir, get your fiance a fucking birthday present. It's not that hard. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, you're four million dollars in debt. It doesn't have to be a trip. (laughs) It could be like a nice, like sweet, sentimental thing. It could be like any anything that shows that you put a little bit of thought as opposed to her friends having to book it while you're drunk. Clearly, he's clearly drunk sitting there being like, uh, do I need a passport for the trip you're about to book me so I can give it to Amanda? Right. Yeah. I I will say like I know about myself that I am not the best person when it comes to giving gifts. I have trouble thinking of ideas. I will procrastinate. You know, like. It's, it doesn't come as naturally to me as it does to some people. But there are, are times in life when you have to do it. And it's like, right. you know, and it's not like for most people, it's like it doesn't come naturally to like pick out a gift and like get it ready. But like I still enjoy the act of like doing nice things for other people. And it really just feels like that is like it's like that's the missing link where it's like, did you not? Did it not occur to you that it would be nice to do something for her for her birthday? Like, right. What's going it on? Seem like he's trying. Yes. Do you know what and I mean? Like, I think that's really the annoying thing. Like, just show right. that you're trying. And I would understand, you know, they're obviously having a disconnect on some, you know, specific dynamics in their relationship. And that is what it is. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. Every couple has their stuff that they need to work through. But it's stuff like this where it's like in the grand scheme of things, 
getting her a gift for her 30th birthday should be the easiest thing on your list of issues to work through because all you have to do is pick something and pay for it. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's out for Kyle, it kind of seems. Like, Kyle's doing whatever Kyle wants, and Amanda, if she, like, wants to come along, like, that's... It seems like their relationship is kind of like, Kyle's going to do what he wants to do, and, like, Amanda will get over yeah. it. But maybe he gets her a great <laughs> gift next episode. Um, maybe. I as, I it won't know. be international travel, but, you know, I guess Lindsay's got that one covered because she just wants to bang it out in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this the first time he's thought about the fact that it's her birthday? I mean... <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like I truly just can't. I can't like think too much about that because it just makes me kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, Poor Amanda. (laughs) Well, yeah. Best best of luck next week, Amanda. Hopefully you can get a gift out of your now husband. Husband. Um, Jordana, thank you so much for joining. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And don't go anywhere because our interview with Margaret Josephs is coming right up. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Welcome back, everyone. I am now so happy to be joined by one of our favorite Real Housewives of New Jersey, Margaret Josephs. Margaret, hello. Welcome back to the show. Oh, Dylan, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me back. I am so glad that you are back and so glad that New Jersey is back. I feel like we all knew that you all were filming last summer. We were hearing little whisperings and, you know, Dolores is in the Watch What Happens Live audience and she's teasing it and it felt like the wait took a long time. But how do you feel now that the season is finally here? Oh, I'm so happy it's finally here. We started so strong. So, you know, it's reliving it is a little rough, but uh, I'm happy we're back. Where would you put this season? Maybe like in terms of all your seasons on the show, how much you're looking forward to or maybe not looking forward to reliving this one? Where does it stack up? I mean, I'm fine. I I mean, I'm looking more forward to reliving this one than reliving my ponytail, Paul. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I feel like you're you're one of the the better housewives at both dishing it and taking it. You know, you can kind of you you can exactly. roll with the punches a little more than some other people. And so, you know, you're always going to have your your rough moments, your great moments, and you can kind of take it all instead. And I'm yeah, I feel like that's kind of lets you uh get off a little easier sometimes than than people who 
take it too seriously. I agree. Yes, exactly. I mean, I definitely could dish it, but I definitely could take it. This girl could take it all day long, even though people are like, no, she can't. I totally can't. Um, so you last season, you guys were, you know, filming in the pandemic. I know that you had a lot of restrictions. Ultimately, I feel like you were able to kind of have one of the stronger pandemic seasons. But what were you able to do this year with fewer restrictions? Maybe things had kind of loosened up a little bit. Did you feel like it was easier to kind of put a season together in 2021? Oh, yes, I absolutely did. I mean, we were able to travel. The season prior, we weren't able to go on an airplane. Uh, We were able to travel. We were able to go more places. I felt like it was a little bit easier to do things and have more gatherings, larger parties. So that was good. Yeah, you guys are headed to Nashville later this season, which feels like a very different Uh vibe for the Jersey Girls to go to Nashville. Ah, I love Nashville. Have you spent time there before uh, you went this season? No, but I was so excited to go there and I was hoping that we weren't going to ruin it so I can go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you run that risk when you go somewhere on a housewives trip. It's like, are these going to be uh, traumatic memories when I come back <laughs> next time? I know, I know. Um, so I just want to, I want to talk about the premiere a little bit. Um, so one thing that went at Teresa's pool party, uh, we see when Jennifer is talking to Jackie, she talks about how... Um, you and Jackie and Melissa really are, you know, a trio and you have each other's backs a lot. And she doesn't necessarily feel like she gets the same level of that from Teresa and Dolores. Do you kind of see where she's coming from? Or do you think she's just looking for a way to kind of make herself look, I don't know, sympathetic or like a victim type of? No, I, you know, I think think Dolores and Teresa stick by her even when she's indefensible. I think they don't always speak up as loudly because she's indefensible, but they but they do stick by her. Um, You know, Melissa, Jackie, and I all have very similar thought process. So it's very easy for us to all stick by each other. And we're, and we're, so that's really what it is. And I also think Dolores is a very good friend of mine. So I think that's Mm -hmm. why she doesn't get into it as much. Right. That I, I think sometimes when people are looking at this cast, because you have had the same cast now for four seasons, which is, you know, pretty unheard of. Yes. People like to think of it as like a three versus three type of thing. But you and Dolores don't have that kind of relationship. And I think it's it's a little too simplistic to say, oh, well, like, you know, these three are against these three, because I don't think you would ever say that you're against Dolores for sure. I, first of all, I see Dolores more than I see any of the other girls. And mm. we speak on the phone every day. And I had dinner with her and her new boyfriend the other night with actually Tracy and Tiki. So that's not the case. So people try and make it out. It's like, oh, those that side of the couch and this side of the couch. And it's really nothing like that. Dolores is actually, you know, friends with everybody. And I'm really, you know, up until this season, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty I, I can forgive most things. Yeah. I mean, I think Dolores really does play that that role well, where she kind of does get along with everyone and she can yes. you know, call call people on their shit when they uh, need to be called. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> maybe Teresa shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have pool parties anymore after this one. <laughs> I know Teresa's pool parties just do not seem to go well. So obviously the kind of big talked about moment coming out of the premiere was this, you know, bombshell that Bill cheated on Jennifer, which she immediately yes. confirmed though it was, it was a pharmaceutical rep. Thank you very much. Um, was, <laughs> was that was that something that well, you had... I, well, you know, I didn't know about the pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> was that something that you had sort of had 
on your mind going into that day? Or was it kind of a heat of the moment thing where it just came out? You know, it was the heat of the moment. I didn't have it in my head. I've known, obviously, for a long time, if you could see when I had Mm -hmm. said hit a nerve, um, I've had I've said comments before that I've alluded to. Um, P.S. I don't judge Bill for it. FYI, stuff goes on in people's marriages. And I, that's that was not the point. I could care less about that. That right. That's the truth. What I care about is um, yeah. hypocrisy, pretending everything's perfect, chastising people for the same behavior when it's going on in your own backyard. Granted, Jennifer wasn't the one. Um, having an infidelity, but pretending, you know, everything's okay and making it out like Bill is a saint and and all the women and myself and my husband are pieces of crap, basically. <laughs> well, you've been on the show, you've been on the show with Jennifer four years now, and it feels like that has been kind of, it's not just a comment once or twice that she's made. It feels like something that she clearly likes going back to when you when you and her yes. are in a position of yeah, maybe not, I, I've sl- you know, I've slept my way to the top. She's, she's slut shaming me incessantly, but this is my behavior is no different than her husband's behavior. Yeah. The only difference is, is I left and married the love of my life and you know, they stayed together. Yeah. Which, which I, is admirable, you know, cause they worked it out. Not, you know, I happen to leave and maybe that's what's so upsetting to her. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, everybody's, journey through life is different and you know you know sometimes if you're having an infidelity situation it's because you need to get out of the relationship sometimes it's you know a one-time thing and you go back it's it's like why would you judge you know those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones you know whatever that that was that was my point i knew she knew i wasn't trying to drop a bomb on her she i knew she knew about it so it's not like that i was just trying to basically say is just like Stop with the, you know, nonsense. Stop with the name calling and, the, you know, all this other stuff. Right. I I thought it was funny on Watch What Happens Live the other night. Teresa. Um, <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> well, she said that she was asked about, um, you know, the rumor with Evan last season. I know, and, I know. And whether know. that was worse than what you had said. And she said that was worse because it was a room. That was facts. And she started a rumor. And I was- yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was how great was that? So what? So she spread a lie, but I spread the truth. So mine was worse. How great was that? I was like, thank you. Thank you for solidifying that I don't tell lies. I mean, that was so amazing. Yeah, it's worse. That was classic. Well, I think to your credit, when you brought that up at the pool party, Jennifer confirmed it immediately. There was yes, no, yes, there was yes. never a question from the audience, from anybody on the show of like, did this happen or did this not? Jennifer was openly like, yeah, get the facts straight. It happened, but in a slightly different way. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, exactly. And I knew, listen, if I thought Jennifer did it, if I knew for, that Jennifer didn't know, I would have never said it. That was mm. my point. She knew all along. And that's why I was about the hypocrisy of it. Like, you know this. So why yeah. are you behaving this way? Totally. It's It seems kind of like, a, l- a lack of judgment and on her part that it's like, you have yes. to imagine if you stay on the show long enough, at some point this is going to come down the pipeline, you know. It might have never come down the pipeline if she didn't have such a harsh take and so aggressive. Yeah. It, do you know what I'm saying? It's just like her totally. views were just so Right. At a certain point, it feels aggressive. like you're kind of you're kind of asking for it, you know, sooner yes. or later. 
Um, switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, Louis coming onto the show this season because yes. he's been in Teresa's life for a while now. But um, as a viewer of the show, we just saw him a little bit at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forwarding season 12, they're, you know, in their love bubble very much, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. things are going well. And we see this video, you know, surface on the premiere. Did that, the way that it played out on the show, did you have any kind of inkling? Had you seen it? Had you heard about it? What Was it in the air before you started filming or was it really like it just happened and now it, you know, here it is. I guess we should talk about it. No, I saw it when everybody on social media saw it. There was never an inkling. I mean, it just literally hit social media and we had all seen it. And that's really what had happened. I mean, then did, of course, I was like, what is this? Of course. I mean, you know, we were all like, ooh. Yeah, which I think is a normal reaction. Yeah. If that if that video surfaced about my husband, believe me, I would be like, what? The, what is this? <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, it's a strange situation because it is, you know, a very strange video. There are a lot of questions that it brings up, but it's not necessarily the kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's not a video of him cheating on Teresa. It's not a video of no, him, you no. know, doing something illegal. So I think it's one of those things where it's more just like, it does Teresa know? Does she care? Is this something that needs to be discussed? Or are we pretending it didn't happen? And, you know, she at least publicly seems pretty... Pretty much not to care very, very much, which, you know. No, no, she, she does not care. Um, It's just, you know, the, it was odd because I was just like, let him address it, get it at, you know, the elephant in the room and let's move it on. Because, listen, he was clearly apologizing for something. He clearly was proposing to someone, trying to win someone back. So some negative behavior had happened. Clearly. Yeah, it, it it feels like regardless of kind of where you land on Louis and like, you know, there's rumors, there's stories, anything like that. It's like it feels like Teresa, it's hard to tell whether she really has, you know, done the research or kind of asked that many questions. And everybody you know, is yeah protective of her. That's it. Right. Exactly. Like even just the the fans of the show, it's like we've watched Teresa go through so much and there kind of is that question of like, OK, like. I'm happy she's happy, but like, I hope that this is like the, the actual, you know, right situation. Yeah. Every, listen, everybody's invested in her, regardless of what she thinks, you know, people who don't know her, people who do know her like myself, she, you know, unfortunately she thinks that I don't care and I want to hurt her. That is the last thing in the entire world. But listen, you you have children. You don't always love who they're dating. You have, you know, you have your friends. You don't always love who they're dating. You know, people, it's it's not automatically like every everybody, you know, sometimes you have to give it a little time. You have to get to know somebody. But then if, if things are coming up and and of course, I, it's it's human nature to question when things come up. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like whatever the outcome is going to be, let's at least, you know, have all the facts on the table and, you know, exactly address it. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. 
April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We do see, you know, Joe and Teresa and Teresa's daughters are kind of having some problems this season. Knowing that you're so close with Melissa on the show, and like you just said, you always want the best for Teresa, does it kind of upset you or frustrate you or make you, you know, feel sad when you see that the family kind of still can't quite put all the pieces together to just be happy with one another? You know, I feel very sad because I know Joe Gorga's heartbroken. I know this cuts him to the core. I've seen him very emotional about it. And I know it's very, very painful for him because he truly loves those girls and he only wants the best. Um, Anything he's ever said is out of love. And I listen, and I understand it's their father. So it's a very tough situation. He hasn't said anything. You know, he agreed never to say anything since the reunion. I don't know what happened um, or what had transpired, but, you know, it was uncomfortable, upsetting. And you know, yeah, it's really upsetting. Yeah, it's tough because, uh, I mean, on the show for, you know, 10 seasons now, there's been so much back and forth. And I think, I have to imagine for Melissa, especially because it feels like with the issues with Joe and Teresa, she's kind of like on the outside looking in a little bit. And it's like, well, can't we just like keep it in a good place for like for another year? Come on, like, let's do it. Because I think they really have been in some 
some good places with each other, but then it just like they can't quite keep it in line. Yes, it's you know, family's complicated, especially when you're in the public eye. Totally right. It is. It's complicated when you're not in the public eye, <laughs> and 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 the stuff and they and the stuff that they went through. Exactly is um is a very rare circumstance. Let's put it that way, <laughs> right? It's yeah. We don't for know sure. a lot of people, you know, that that happens to. Yeah, and I mean, talking about being in the public eye, you're now in your fifth season on the show. Yes. it feels it's crazy because it feels like, in a way, it feels like you just got here, but then also you, it feels like what was the show before, you know, you were here and Dolores was here and, you know, having the same cast for four seasons. Do you, what is, when you joined the show, could you have foreseen doing it for this long or was it kind of, you know, we'll see how this goes. And how do you feel about the fact that it's been five years now? Yeah. I feel like this five years has flown by. I feel like I really, I can't imagine that it's five years already. Um, Mm -hmm. When I started, I was like, oh, we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Dylan. I don't feel like I'm any different than I've ever been my entire life. I don't run my life any differently than I would if I was or not on TV. I still have my business. I still surround myself with the same friends I was just on vacation with. Um, Yes, but now now I'm a public figure. Do I have more perks? Yes. Do I love that I get to have a voice and do great charity things? Amazing. But I really, you can speak to, I'm just, I'm still the exact same person. Still like quirky, still, you know, <laughs> um, still a little kooky. But I feel like because I got on the show older, I do feel like I'm, I'm not much different. <laughs> I totally get that. I mean, I think we see like, you know, some women who come on these shows with, you know, young kids with more of sort of like fresh marriage situations, maybe, you know, they're still kind of figuring out all the puzzle pieces of their life. Whereas, you know, you coming on the show, you know, with a little more life experience under your belt, maybe if, you know, things are kind of as up in the air, it's easier to just kind of like enjoy the experience, you know, clock into work, do the job and not let it kind of you know, turn your life upside down. Yeah. Housewives is an amazing part of my life. I love it. It's, it's not my whole life. It's they, it's, they film my life. I, it's part of my life, but it's just, yeah. So that's what it is. I mean, listen, have I had a facelift? Yes. I had to fix my face after seeing it on TV. I mean, that's a given, but I would have had that anyway, being on TV or not. I had my eyes done way before I got on TV. I had my eyes done the the first time when I was 42. I, so. <laughs> um, so then I guess the flip side of that, looking back on your time on the show so far, is there anything that jumps out as something you regret or something that maybe was an unfortunate part of the experience, something that you kind of would have done differently? Um, you know, I really put my all into my relationship with Danielle. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but I really did care for her. Mm-hmm. Joe and I did spend a lot of time with her and Marty. Um, I probably wouldn't have been so vested in that relationship because people were like, you turned on her. I really didn't. I did a lot um, yeah. on and off camera for her. And then I was, you know, that's why there was so much emotion in it, but ooh, she did some really crazy things to me. That was very, upsetting. I've never had that. I don't know people um, prior to this show, just so you know, who do things just for fame and money. That That's not me. I, that's not my wheelhouse. Um, I, and I, that's I, what was upsetting. Randomly, and by the way, I, I, if you ask me about Danielle or Siggy, I would take Danielle back any day of the week before her. 
Okay, before good, singing. Good to know. <laughs> okay, good to know. Bottom of the list for Siggy. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I was re- I randomly just rewatched one of the episodes when Danielle got married in the Bahamas, and even mm-hmm. that was before things had kind of gone so wrong for uh-huh. you two in your friendship. But just like the the way she was handling things and kind of taking everyone's time and re- you know attention for granted, it just felt like you know there wasn't kind of that like genuine appreciation there of like, these are my friends. You know what it was? It's Marty really. I mean, I pushed the guy in the pool. I, you know, Joe and him had a fight. He's a good person. And he is a good man. And he got wrapped up in that and, and he didn't deserve that. And he didn't deserve a made for TV bull crap. So that's, you know what it is? I wouldn't do something just for, you know, TV, create a, a monumental life moment just to get camera time. I mean, that's like crazy town. Totally. And when, yeah, so that stuff like that, I'm a little shocked at. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to ask if you were to do a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip type of experience at Mm -hmm. some point, who would you like to bring uh, to that trip with you? From my cast? From any cast. Or just in (laughs) general. I mean, uh, from any cast. I'm going to pick, like, so if I had to go from my cast, I'll just say it's like, if it's only me from my cast, I'm going to pick somebody from every franchise that has that. Perfect. We'll do that. Okay. So Potomac, I'd pick Karen Huger. Love. Um, Just because I feel like she's just, I mean, I have to pick people. We're going to make a good, fun thing people want to watch, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm, So that's what we have to do. So it's going to be me, Karen Huger, Atlanta. I'm going to pick Marlo. Oh, Because I think Marlo Hampton is very good today. She and I and I happen is. to love that Marlo Hampton. So from Atlanta, we're picking Marlo Hampton. From Salt Lake City, and now with everything going on these days, God only knows. But you I don't think know we're going to. Ju- you don't know who's going to be know, available. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be available, but I'm going to pick Heather Gay because yes. I don't. I don't need any hot mic moments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> so I'm going to pick Heather Gay from Beverly Hills. I am actually going to pick Lisa Rinna. Okay. She's great TV. I mean, the rent is great TV and she's a lot of fun and she's a good dancer. Um, I'm definitely going to pick that. Who else do we have? We have OC. 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 I mean, now OC is just like, it's very, uh, you know, all these things have gone crazy. But from OC, I guess I'm going to take Shannon Bedork. She's been there the longest, you know, and uh-huh. her and I. Uh, so I'm going to take Shannon Bedork from OC. And then who else? What other franchise do we have? Am I missing anybody? Do you keep up with any of the Miami women at all? Oh, Miami. I freaking love Miami. By the way, that's all I'm watching right now. It's so good. But I'd have to take my girl Marisol. Okay. Because we're friends. I feel like you and Marisol would um, get into some trouble together. You know, you might say some things that you wish the cameras weren't rolling for. <laughs> oh, for sure. Her and I were like texting this morning. I'm I'm friendly with Marisol before... I was even on the show. I would send her clothes from my um, clothing line, you know, which I'm not licensed in clothing anymore, but she would wear it all the time. I love Marisol. Marisol is one of those people where I feel like she shows up to film and gives you exactly who she is 100%. For sure. It never never feels like she's putting it on. It just is, there's a camera following her. You know, we're just seeing her 100%. Miami is amazing. Joe and I love it. Joe and I loved it when Mama Elsa was on. We watched yeah. it in the beginning. So, you know, after that, we were <laughs> we were crazy for it. So, yes. Yeah, I'm d- I'm definitely glad they brought it back. It's been great. Yes. Oh, my God. And I forgot New York. You know, oh. but Dorinda's, Dorinda's on X, you know, Dorinda's on the new one that's called yeah, XY yeah, yeah. that's coming out. So I can't bring my girl Dorinda. So I would, and Luann just said, so I'd be, you know, I'd have to take Sonia. 
Okay, that would be fun. I'm down. <laughs> yes, I think this is that would be such a good cast. I mean, we yeah, have a lot I'll, of blondes on there. Jesus, I'll, I'll call some people at Peacock and uh, call and it. Get it. Set in. something Get it up. In. Um, I just wanted to ask before we before we say goodbye. Last time you were here, we were celebrating your book, which I still love. Yes. I still still have Thank my copy. You. Um, are there any other kind of bucket list big things that you want to do coming up, or that you have in the works, or that you are thinking about these days? Uh, I do have a big bucket list thing that's that's coming out um, that, uh, you know, that's that's beyond housewives. And it's nice that it's I could do it. Um, you know, I don't drink. Right. And it's not like a frosé, mm-hmm. frosé, none of that stuff. It's called soiree. Actually, um, it is a mocktail, but it's also a mixer. And Ooh. I've been working because, you know, everybody's always like, Marge, why don't you drink it? And I talked about it in my book why I don't drink mm-hmm. um, growing up with a mother that drank. Not a good situation. P.S. The one I do try to drink, I get a horrible headache. So I am launching a beverage called Soiree. And uh, I worked a long time on it with Lexi. I haven't owned anything in a long time. That's the one yeah. thing. I'm I'm licensed. Everything I do is licensing. People don't understand that. So I get paid on royalty. My brand is out there. I have an amazing brand of Walmart, Candy Couture, everything. But it's it's all licensed out. So this is something I'm very proud. I'm going to be owning it. We're doing it in a in a big way. This isn't going to be like a fly by night type of thing. This is like, you know, VC money, the whole bullshit. So I'm really, really excited about it. Well, that is very exciting. You will have to um, bring some of it into the Betch's office oh, and we can we yes. can have a little happy oh. hour sometime. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. You could use it as a mixer as well. So it's very inclusive and the flavors are very elevated. It's lightly sparkling because I can't take too many bubbles because you know what happens to the Marge then. It's not pretty. But that's coming out. Um, the first go round's coming out in the next few weeks, actually. So, of course, Very you'll be getting exciting. an influencer. You'll be getting a kit, Dylan. <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, and, of course, don't forget to watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey. This uh, season is just getting going, and I have a feeling we have a lot more to look forward to. Yes, thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen and until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 